You are listening to the Delay and Pray podcast, episode number 37. Welcome to the Delay and Pray podcast, where certified Catholic and weight loss coach Beth Bubick teaches you how to permanently lose weight through spiritual fasting. Get ready to gain faith and lose weight through a joyful transformation of both body and soul. Now, your host, Beth, the Catholic Fasting Coach. Welcome back to the podcast. We are continuing on with part two of Stop the Overeating. So if you didn't listen to part one, you just might want to go back to the last podcast. We are learning how to stop the overeating during the summer season of wine on the deck and possibly Tuesday night ice cream cones. Doing the work of delaying and praying off the sugar, flour, and alcohol is so important for your body and soul, but it is challenging as well. I totally agree. But it can be done joyfully, even in the summer. Actually, it can be done in any season. So in the last podcast, I talked about the food industry and all the information that is out there that can really confuse us about the food that we intake and we can get stuck in overwhelm and indecision. These feelings will not make you more productive, faithful, or even feel better, I promise, because indecision is an indulgent emotion that keeps us stuck. We just have to decide. Otherwise, we get stuck in indecision. We get stuck in overwhelm. And these are products of thoughts that are both unconscious and conscious that are usually centered around thoughts that come up such as, I don't know what to do, or this isn't working, or I don't want to do this. Okay. Well, these thoughts, they are going to appear when you start spiritually fasting and especially when you fail the first few times. But I want to ask you if you would just try shifting these thoughts into opportunity, such as this just might work. I think I'll stick with this for a while and see what I can learn. And then just try to be aware of dropping into those indulgent emotions that keep you stuck. Just be aware that you are dropping into certain emotions and possibly those emotions are keeping you stuck. And yes, I repeated that on purpose because we have to be aware that we can actually choose our emotions. We can choose our thoughts. Therefore we can choose our emotions. And we just have to be aware that we get stuck in sometimes emotions that keep us in a place that is just not productive for anything, let alone weight loss and spiritual fasting. So I would like to offer you something called opportunity thoughts that actually keep you out of the worry and keep you out of these emotions. And then just reevaluate your plan again. Just tweak one or two things and take it all to prayer with the Lord. Don't ditch the process because of an indulgent emotion. Indecision will drive your dreams underneath your worries and keep you in a state of doubt where you cannot think very well. And this happens to all of us. Sometimes our negative emotions take the reins. And then they take you off the path of your true desire into a terrain that is really awful and bumpy and not productive at all, yet all too familiar. This is like horses pulling a carriage without a driver, and you don't want to do this. It still happens to me today, but I'm very aware of that carriage, and I stop it. So 
In this podcast, I want to continue with how to stop this wild west overeating by talking about hormones. Hormones are really important because they are one of the reasons that we tend to overeat sugar, flour, and alcohol because these certain substances mess up our hunger hormones. So there are three big hormones that I discuss when it comes to weight gain and weight loss. And those three hormones are insulin, leptin, and ghrelin. The most important hormone to consider is insulin. Too much insulin in the blood causes weight gain, sometimes to the point of obesity. Insulin is a fat storage hormone, and when elevated in the blood, the body cannot use fat as fuel, including the fat on your body. It would rather use the glucose that's already there, and this is called sugar burning and makes us hungry for all the Dairy Queen things, rather than reaching for God out of discomfort. This is the flesh over spirit stuff that St. Paul is always warning us about in the Bible. Insulin, insulin resistance, and diabetes have skyrocketed with the increase in consumption of high sugar and high starch foods over the last few decades, especially in our quest to be fat-free. Remember those days, those fat-free days? Fat-free products are often loaded with sugar and other bad chemicals, so we just have to be aware of what's in our food and what it's doing to our bodies. We know we know that whole foods are best, and it just takes figuring out how to eat them on a regular basis. Insulin also affects the effectiveness of the other hormones, leptin and ghrelin. Leptin is the hormone that lets us know we're full and to move our bodies as an exercise. Dr. Lustig explains how leptin is literally blocked at the brain by an excess of insulin. And this is bad news because you continue past fullness then, and then you just want to lay down. And when I refer to Dr. Lustig, he wrote a book called Fat Chance, which is really technical, but it's very, very good. And I put that information in the show notes for you. So that's leptin. The other hunger hormone is ghrelin, and it lets us know when we're hungry. So it generally increases food to intake and helps your body to store the fat. So we want that ghrelin to be low, right? Because otherwise high ghrelin increases your appetite and stores excess food as fat. High ghrelin keeps you hungry all the time. And yikes, that's just not what we want. So when insulin is up, so is the ghrelin. Ghrelin is hampered negatively by concentrated foods that are filled with sugar, flour, and processed chemicals. When insulin goes up, like I said, ghrelin goes up. So you can imagine why we overeat when we aren't getting the signals that we're full and it's time to stop eating and we're getting excess signals that we're hungry. Wow, that sounds like a mess and it is. Does this sound familiar to you? This is why we pile in the food and pile on the pounds. It's because our hunger hormones are out of balance. So ghrelin and leptin are two of the many hormones that control your appetite and fullness, and they're involved in a huge array of pathways that regulate your body weight. Leptin decreases your appetite while ghrelin increases it. We want more leptin and we want less ghrelin, less insulin, less ghrelin, more fasting, more leptin, less insulin. So I think we're getting this now. Another fact to consider is that generally ghrelin plays more of a role in the short-term control of appetite while leptin controls long-term weight control. So reviewing all this information makes me realize I need lots of leptin to stay healthy and stop overeating and less ghrelin, but I need both to be working correctly. So how do we manage this? Here's how. Let me give you some tips. Create a menu high in vegetables, protein, good fats, and small amounts of whole grains. 
delay processed foods, especially foods high in sugar and flour and both until Sundays in small amounts. Remember, feasting is in small amounts. And also I want to tell you, eliminate high fructose corn syrup altogether forever and ever. Just eliminate that out of your diet. The other thing you need to consider is get lots of sleep at least seven to eight hours a night, because when you are tired, you're going to be more hungry. Drink plenty of water and eat water-filled foods such as fruits and vegetables because hydration increases the function of your hunger hormones. Water is so important. Also, balance your emotions, as I said in the beginning, with thought work and prayer. And control your stress response with exercise, prayer, journaling, food protocols, virtuous habits, community support, and anything that contributes to the lowering of stress because stress increases the ghrelin and stress makes you hungry. So what we've learned is that food is so very important. The quality, the quantity, and the environment in which we eat, as well as our thoughts about it. Sometimes in my mind, I let overeating become complex and something about my self-worth and my defective human nature, but that is not true. I just remind myself of the simple fact of just the biology of it all. Eating affects my insulin and my hunger hormones. Eating affects everything. So here is a recap on insulin. Insulin decreases when we aren't eating. Insulin is artificially raised when we eat sugar and flour. Insulin is released in response to any large amount of glucose in the blood, such as candy, Cokes, cakes, cookies, donuts, anything that creates lots of insulin excess in your blood. By eating little to no sugar and flour, insulin levels drop dramatically. And by eating less often, we allow insulin to drop and resensitize, enabling leptin to start working and ghrelin to flow correctly and adjust. When our hormones rebalance, our hunger does too. And then we can spiritually fast. So overeating is the culmination of the three overing pillars, overdesire, creating overhunger, which creates the overeating. So if overeating begins with overdesire, then it's best to consider it first. Why it leads to overhunger and then you can solve the overeating. So here's what I want to question you with. Why are you desiring the sweet donut? How physically hungry are you? And will it help you solve the overeating problem? Let's look at desire. Is it a craving you're experiencing or are you really physically hunger? Because those are two different things, cravings versus physical hunger. Physical hunger is a sensation you feel in gradual waves and cravings are a desire for a specific food or type of food. When a craving is not fed, withdrawal is felt. Withdrawal is the biological sensation and neurological dopamine drop that is an absence of reward that is experienced mentally and physically from a lack of sugar. There is real discomfort here in withdrawal for just a few minutes. This is where the fasting off sugar, flour, and alcohol means something. This is where the spiritual purpose comes in so that you can stay on track. The desire is an emotion of discomfort for the most part that has a real physical response. Emotions are powerful vibration caused by thoughts. They are cascades of chemicals that flow through the body. You normally can survive a negative emotion. You can learn to feel it and reason with it instead of eat it or drink it. Think about why you are craving or desiring sugary or floury foods so you can put your thoughts about the desire through the reason cycle. Think about what is happening with the ghrelin in your body. 
Ghrelin plays a bigger role in the short-term control of the appetite. So when I am tired, I get significant cravings for sugar or carbs. When I really need water, that's what I know I really need is water and possibly a nap. So let me repeat again, what's happening. We normally go for the sugar over the nap. It is just in our nature to basically just keep going all day when we're super tired, instead of just resting for 15 minutes, we tend to eat something instead. And that kind of behavior needs to stop. And it begins with our thoughts. Ghrelin plays a bigger role in the short-term control of the appetite. So again, when I'm tired, I get significant cravings for sugar when what I really need is lots of water and a nap. And I repeated that for a reason so that you get that information because that is huge when you're trying to spiritually fast. Combine being tired with the need to get a bunch of hard things done, and I am in full sugar craving mode. I want the short-term hit of dopamine to get me through, and this is the addict mentality. Just a quick hit to get me through this time, and then I won't do it again. Oh, but you will, right? I will, I will, I know I will, until I stop the cycle. So with spiritual fasting, we can stop the cycle. We just learned that stress and lack of sleep keeps the ghrelin high and the leptin low, meaning it tells your brain that you're hungrier than you really are. So ghrelin has numerous functions. It's termed the hunger hormone because it stimulates appetite, increases food intake, and promotes fat storage. And this all depends on what kind of food you are eating. So if I feed my desire for sugar every time I'm tired and stressed, then the cycle just repeats itself possibly all day long. You will see that you truly don't get to physically hungry. You will be full all day long and still hungry. Hungry for what? A nap, following through with your schedule and discomfort, doing the hard work, making sure you have accomplishment and actually getting physically hungry. That's really what you're hungry for. All while being hungry for God, which is praying and praying. (laughs) He's going to get you through. So when you do get physically hungry, it will normally come on as a wave and then go away about every 20 minutes. And if you don't eat right away, your body will then access fat storage for fuel. Your mind will become clearer and you will get a steady stream of dopamine for powering through the discomfort. I call this dining in for Jesus. This is where you lose weight. This is where you become virtuous and get good at Catholic fasting hungry for a spiritual purpose. This is so helpful to you and the person you are fasting for. This is the way to stop the over-desire, the over-hunger, and ultimately the overeating. These hunger hormones are important. Reducing the insulin by reducing the sugar, flour, and alcohol will help you spiritually fast when you want to. The whole process starts with your thoughts and what you choose to think of everything, including your hunger hormones. Whole food eaten at the right times for you is important as it will help with the extreme cravings that cause the desire to eat in the first place. The goal is to reduce hunger and subsequent overeating so that you are only hungry for the small amount of food that your body truly needs so that you are healthy in body and soul and can fast for others on a weekly basis. You will be amazed at how little food you actually need and the huge amount of prayer you now have time for when you take the time to figure out your biology and your neurology. 
My husband is always amazed during Lent how little food he needs to function optimally when he is sticking to salads and nuts and protein at the right times. The goal is to allow yourself to access your fat stores when you're hungry so that your body becomes fat adapted. As I have said in the past, you can do a little sugar burning at planned times during the week if you need to, but on Sundays for sure as you feast, but your body fat needs to be your main source of food when you're trying to lose weight. The more you can train your body to burn that fat for fuel, the thinner you will be. You'll know when you're fat adapted because you won't be hungry all the time. Your hunger hormones will be balanced and you'll be able to go 14 to 16 hours without being hungry for food. Fasting for others will become your motivation and center instead of your next meal. A virtuous life is nurturing yourself while serving others, even with food. And let me tell you, the first weeks are the hardest. Of course they are. As soon as you start delaying food, substituting a ton of vegetables and writing down a food plan that restricts insulin, your body will go into protest mode. God created our bodies to maintain homeostasis. And when you go about changing habits and neural pathways, your brain goes into dopamine withdrawal and your body goes into glucose withdrawal. It's more difficult for your body to tap into its fat stores. So it increases its demanding hunger and is resistant to what you are trying to do. At first, you will experience negative physical symptoms and negative emotions that come from thoughts of challenge and deprivation, but don't give up. This is exactly where you need to be to begin. When you stop buffering with food, expect discomfort to come up to the surface like sharks chewing on chum. These are the things that need awareness and the discomfort will get your attention just like those sharks. This is good. These are the things that God can shine a light on to help you solve. This is where the healing begins, the permanent healing, where you trade your cheap desire for sugary foods and alcohol for the true desires that God has written on your heart. Here's what we need, more Eucharist and less sugar. That, my friends, is food freedom. Stopping the overeating is challenging, but it is possible if you're willing to work at it through the lens of Catholic fasting. Our faith is one of acquiring as much virtue here on earth to be as saintly as possible so that we will see God face to face in perfect beatitude one day. Don't shoot for purgatory, shoot for heaven. Stopping the overdesire and overhunger will stop the overeating over time. And you are not alone. Call in the help of the Holy Spirit, the Blessed Mother, all the holy angels and saints, and get to work on what the true desires of your heart are. Stop eating them away and start living your best life. You still have time to have your best summer yet. We're only halfway there. Oh, I hope these podcasts are helpful. And if you like them, please subscribe and even leave a five-star review if you wouldn't mind. So others will hear the great message of spiritual fasting and get back to the sacraments this year. Have a great week, my friends, and I will talk to you next week. May God bless you and keep you always. If you are interested in learning more about spiritual fasting and permanent weight loss, then come join my course, Delay and Pray, a 12-week guided course for weight loss through spiritual fasting. You won't go through it alone either. I will be there to coach you every step of the way. This is a group coaching program where you are part of an amazing community of like-minded Catholics who have the same goal as you, to bring about miracles while losing that weight permanently through spiritual fasting. Your purchase includes an online course detailing what spiritual fasting is, how to do it, and all the tools you 
you need to get you the results you're longing for. Head over to my website right now at thecatholicfastingcoach.com and get the details on how to join. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and LinkedIn to always get the latest daily information to help you keep fasting, my friends. Can't wait to see you in there. May God bless you and keep you always. Thank you.